Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. All right, here we are, another week. I've, I trust everybody has gotten through the week without any product or service mishap. But if you would like to let me know of any service or product mishaps or you want to rave about a product or a service, you can contact me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any ideas on any products or services you would like to hear about on the show, you can contact me, consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Alrighty, well, <clears throat> I know I start off the show by saying that, you know, I hope everybody got through the week without a product or service mishap. Uh, but we've been going through one ourselves, but not just this week. It seems like it's been going on for a couple of months, uh, although we didn't really realize it, or maybe we just chose to ignore it until a couple weeks ago. So just to give you a background, um, we have a deck on the front of our house that is has a railing around it, and we thought, wouldn't it be cool to build a screen enclosure on this deck and that way we can sit out there and not bake in the sun and you know the mosquitoes won't get to us at night if we sit out there so we called around to see if anybody would would be able to do this and a couple people uh, one came and took measurements but didn't call us back and another one I think came but I don't know if he didn't know you know, he didn't talk to us or anything like that. Uh, but we never heard from that one either. So we got a hold of uh, Plum Creek Renovation Electric on Home Advisor. And uh, we made an appointment through them. And that was about the end of March when we started this pro- process. So, uh, later on in the show, I want to tell you about our experience with uh, Plum Creek Renovation Electric because we did end up hiring them, and John Soper is the owner of Plum Creek Renovation and Electric, and uh, we have not been able to resolve what is going on. So, I will take you through the process of what happened and by the way, the job's still not done, so that's pretty much our issue, really. So, later on in the show, we will go into detail about what's going on. Uh, I will even let you in on the emails that went back and forth between us to try to get this project done. And also, there's been some reviews from other people on not only home advisor but also um build zoom there's another uh review so we'll go over those as well and then uh there's a couple of video clips um 
that will help us maybe try to make better decisions when you're hiring contractor. Um, the one video is the biggest mistakes when hiring a contractor and five tips to hire the right one. And then we'll have BBB's seven tips for hiring a contractor. And then uh, there's another video clip where it might give you an alternative to hiring a general contractor. And perhaps you might want to consider a handyman. So we'll do all of that later on in the show. But first, as you know, we have to go through the recent recalls. So let's get started on that. <clears throat> Starting with 12 consumer product recalls. We'll start with West Marine recalls folding deck chairs due to fall and injury hazards. The lock nut that connects the armrest to the chair can loosen, posing fall and injury hazards to the user. Next up is Q-Top USA. I think that's Q-Top and not O. Recalls LED work light replacement bulbs due to fire hazard. The LED replacement bulbs can overheat due to an electrical malfunction posing a fire hazard. Now we're getting into the fireworks. Tis the season for fireworks. Keystone recalls G-Force fireworks due to violation of federal standard, explosion, and burn hazards. The recalled fireworks are overloaded with pyrotechnics intended to produce an audible effect, violating the federal regulatory requirements for this product. Overloaded fireworks can result in a greater than expected explosion posing explosion and burn hazards to consumers. The fireworks are banned hazardous substances and are prohibited from being sold under the Federal Hazardous Substance Act. And that's the FHSA. Grandma's fireworks recalls fireworks due to violation of federal standards, explosion and burn hazards. The recalled fireworks are overloaded with pyrotechnics intended to produce an audible effect violating the federal regulatory standard for this product. Overloaded fireworks can result in a greater than expected explosion, posing explosion and burn hazards to consumers. GS Fireworks recalls fireworks due to violation of federal standards, explosion and burn hazards. These are sold exclusively at GS Fireworks. The recalled fireworks are overloaded with pyrotechnics intended to produce an audible effect violating the federal regulatory standard for this product. Overloaded fireworks can result in a greater than expected explosion, posing explosion and burn hazards to consumers. Uh, Patriot Pyrotechnics bills fireworks, recalls fireworks due to violation of federal standards explosion and burn hazards. These are sold exclusively at Patriot Pyrotechnics. And it's pretty much the same as the others. The recalled fireworks are overloaded with pyrotechnics intended to produce an audible effect, violating the federal regulatory standard for this product. Overloaded fireworks can result in a greater than expected explosion, posing explosion and burn hazards to consumers. All right, we're out of the fireworks. Fisher Price recalls inclined sleeper accessory included with ultralight day and night play yards due to safety concern about inclined sleep products. 
infant fatalities have been reported while using other inclined sleep products after the infants rolled from their back to their stomach or side while unrestrained or under other circumstances. So, yes, we did a Consumer Report magazine um, show on those inclined uh, sleep products. So, this is another one. Fisher-Price recalls inclined sleeper accessory uh, due to this problem. And we talked about this last week. Apple recalls 15-inch MacBook Pro laptop computers due to fire hazard. The batteries in the recalled laptop computers can overheat, posing a fire hazard. And if you're concerned that you have any of these products, you can go to www.recalls.gov and you can click on the link and it'll tell you exactly what to do with the defective product, what websites to visit, what phone numbers to call, and also what you're supposed to do. Send it in to get fixed, uh, updated, uh, return it for money, return it for another product. It'll tell you all that at www.recalls.gov and then you click on the product link. All right, Gillette recalls Venus Simply 3 disposable razors due to laceration and injury hazards. A problem during manufacturing resulted in the misalignment of the blades in the razors, posing a fire, uh, posing a higher risk, not fire risk, a higher risk of cuts during normal use. BRP recalls coolers due to entrapment and suffocation hazards. The cooler latch can automatically lock when the lid is closed, allowing a person to become locked inside the airtight container, posing entrapment and suffocation hazards. And chandeliers recalled by Dolan Northwest due to impact and laceration hazards. The top loop of the fixture can bend and break, causing the chandelier to fall posing an impact and laceration hazard to consumers. Yamaha recalls Grizzly ATVs and Wolverine X2 ROVs due to incorrect owner's manual. Purchasers were given a defective owner's manual which shows the correct model on the cover, but the contents are for another model. So that's it for the consumer product recalls. Now there is one FSIS recall, that's Food Safety Inspection Service. San Giuseppe Salami Company by Giacomo recalls ready-to-eat frozen andouille sausage products due to possible foreign matter contamination. These could uh, have uh, be contaminated with uh, metal. So they're worried that these sausages may be contaminated with a, with materials specifically metal alrighty so that'll do it for our recall segment of the show except for one other matter that we talked about earlier about it was a consumer report magazine article about let's see if I still have this here uh, Penafiel. Carrig Dr. Pepper announces voluntary withdrawal of unflavored Penafiel mineral spring water that does not meet FDA bottled water quality standards. And why? 
because the water quality tests of Penfield samples conducted by an independent laboratory on behalf of Keurig, Dr. Pepper detected arsenic at levels that exceeded the FDA's bottled water standard for mineral water of 10 parts per billion. So they have finally pulled those from the shelf and hopefully they will figure out how to get those arsenic levels down. And we talked about that before about the different water companies, bottled water companies that have high arsenic levels and some of them and some think that even the FDA standard of arsenic is too high and that they should bring it down. But there it, there you are. And this this was uh, announced June 21st that Keurig Dr. Pepper voluntarily withdrew their mineral water for uh, high levels of arsenic. All right. So, here we go. <clears throat> We're going to move on to my story about what's been going on for the last couple of months with our screen enclosure. Now, the space isn't that big, which is surprising that it's taking this long. That's the other thing. Uh, we wanted a roof and then like sort of a porch, but with screens in it. And we wanted a sliding screen door. Um, and so the space isn't that big, so it's not that big of a project. And maybe that's part of the problem, that it's not a big enough money-making project. And that's why we've been put on hold. But anyway, so <clears throat> as I told you before, we contacted Plum Creek Renovation Electric um, through Home Advisor, And John Soper's the owner. Uh, so when we did make the appointment, nobody called to say, yep, we'll be there Monday at three or anything like that. So I had to call them and that should have been the first red flag right there. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Okay. So they did. They were, they came, I think they were a little late, but you know, they all are. So, um, they came, they took measurements and then they asked if time was an issue. Now I thought they meant to schedule us in not to schedule us and then just not show up for months at a time. I thought it was to, you know, like maybe they had a lot of jobs right then and they couldn't schedule us till October, let's say. So I said, not really. I said, you know, as long as we can enjoy it sometime this year, we're okay with that. And so uh, then, okay, so they said, all right, we'll work up an estimate and we'll send you an estimate. So a couple of days ago, <clears throat> and then uh, I don't know if we contacted them and said, you know, we haven't got the estimate or whatever. So finally, we got the estimate, and then we had a couple of questions before we accepted the estimate. Uh, so we emailed them a couple of times, and then they finally responded. And, uh, you know, it was just how they were going to build it, you know, can we have a drawing of what's it going to look like, et cetera, et cetera. So they sent the, they did answer the question sort of vaguely, but you know, we got the gist of it. So we decided to go ahead and accept the estimate and it was a reasonable cost. Um, you know, we didn't have any complaints about that. 
Uh, so once we accept the estimate, right away they called and they and one of the emails said Tim wants to start this week. So when I was talking to Tim, you know, I was asking, well, how do you expect the payment structure? Because we didn't expect them to like want to schedule us so soon, and I didn't know if I had you know, all the money up front. And then I asked, did you take credit card? And he didn't know that. So he gave me John Soper's uh, number. Now, I assume Tim's the lead contractor and John Soper's like the business side. Maybe John Soper's the electrician in Plum Creek Renovation Electric. I don't know. But I assume that John Soper, since he's the owner, takes care of the business side of things as well. So I called John Soper and I, I said... I said, what are, what are your payment requirements? And he said, 50% at signing of contract and 50% after job was complete. And I, I asked him if he took credit cards and he said no, but he was in the process of getting that set up. So now I'm like, well, okay, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that much money together in such a short time because... They're saying that it's not going to take very long to build this thing. So <clears throat> uh, I, I said, well, I'm not sure if I can do that right now. Um, because I don't know if I can get that kind of money together on short notice. And then he's like, oh, no, that's all right. Um, I said, I can probably give you a third to start out with. But I, you know, I can't get the rest of the money together on short notice like that so I think we'll just you know put this off till later and he said oh no don't worry about it he's like we'll arrange payments after the job is done so that was lie number one he just wanted to get us to sign the contract so you know I'm like okay and it should have been in the contract like that and you know my husband was home so he's the one that signed the contract and I was working I think the one number one lesson we learned is we probably should both be there at the signing of the contract. So that's lesson number one we probably should do. All right, so they came right away with the contract. And uh, Tim came, but not John Soper, which I would have rather had John Soper come so we could have him right in there, like the, like, the payment schedule or the time schedule, maybe both of them should have been there, but not Tim, who's just, his job is just to get the thing built, right? So, uh, like I said, my husband was available to sign a contract. I wasn't there. Um, and I have no idea what they may have wrote on the signed contract because we don't have the signed contract. All they gave us was a copy of a, a blank copy of a contract. So if they wrote anything while my husband was there signing the actual contract, we have no idea. Um, and I asked them just the other day, send me a copy of the signed uh, contract. We heard, He said, okay, but we still don't have it. So I'll explain what we did later after we go through this story. So... <clears throat> Um, so they, and my husband, uh, during the signing of the contract, asked how long until it was going to be done, and Tim said he couldn't start that day, that was April 4th, but he could start the next day, and it would be done in four days. That was lie number two. 
Okay, so my husband signed a contract because that four days, that's great, you know, and one of those days was Sunday. So we estimated that it would have been done April 9th since he said four days. Now, we didn't realize maybe he meant four days over a period of like six months, you know. Again, we should have probably been more vigilant in putting in the contract exactly the dates that it was going to start, that was going to end, and if it did not end where it should have been, then there would be penalties. That's lesson number two. We probably should do that next time and you know after going through all this it's like you know I'm glad we hired them for something like this that it wasn't like something that we needed but it was something that you know it's good to have but we don't need it because if it would have been on the kitchen or the bathroom we might have a problem especially if we have to keep running to the get-go to go to the bathroom so I just keep telling my husband just be glad we hired him for something like this Instead of like something that you need, like a kitchen or a bathroom. So, all right. So, uh, Tim and his crew came Friday, April fifth, and you know we, you know, we were like, okay, they're they're being truthful about trying to get this done, and they worked diligently. Friday, Saturday, they even came Sunday, which we were totally surprised by. So Monday was the fourth day and no one showed up. And so we're like, okay, well, whatever, you know, I don't think it was raining uh, or, you know, we would have thought to ourselves, oh, that's why they didn't come. Well, no one showed up to work for three weeks and it wasn't raining every day after the three weeks, right? So after about three weeks, uh, April 29th, I sent an email. Here's what the email says. Hi, John. As you may know from the many calls and texts from my husband that we are curious as to what is going on with our project. Now, we were always asking, like, when are you going to be here? And they would say, oh, we'll we'll be there Thursday. And then Thursday rolls around. Nobody showed up. So going back to the email, we were told that it would be finished by April 9th. Note that we did not make that a requirement, but that we were told by Tim that it would be finished by that date. If it was put on hold for some reason, we are okay with that, but we would like to have some sort of communication about it, i.e. as to the reason why. Also, when we paid the third down, we were never given a receipt, nor was it written on the contract that we paid it. We would like an acknowledgement from your company or Tim, the person we paid, that it was paid. Unfortunately, we are getting very nervous about our decision to hire your company for our project. We do not want to join the folks in Gibsonia in writing a bad review on HomeAdvisor. Please open the lines of communication. Okay, so because I went to HomeAdvisor just to see if any reviews had been added, and there was. So let me read you the review that the Gibsonia people put now this was april 25th that this uh, review was posted and i sent this email april 29th so april 25th the folks in gibsonia writes john the owner of plum creek renovations and electric llc is very unprofessional rude individual this company has damaged my property and refused to fix 
what his incompetent employees damaged. He hires people off of Craigslist without any skill level and lies about performing background checks. This company has cost me more money than what the job was worth. Do not hire Plum Creek Renovations and Electric LLC. So that's what I meant in my email by we don't want to join the folks in Gibsonia in writing a bad review on Home Advisor. Here is his response to that email. We will be there tomorrow. I am sorry this job has taken so long. However, I'm a priority list. We have customers without kitchens that have taken precedence. Also, with the weather, there have been delays. We are a day away from being finished. P.S. The people in Gibsonia are being sued for non-payment. Anyone can write anything. All right. So he says they're just a day away from being finished and that uh, for some reason we've fallen down on the customer priority list. Now, no customer wants to hear this that, oh, I'm sorry, we, we don't want to work on your job. We want to work on these jobs and you'll just have to wait. Nobody wants to hear that. But the key thing was, we will be there tomorrow. Guess what? They weren't here tomorrow. So, you know, that's lie number three. All right. So then we go through the month of May. And they show up sporadically. Like pound a couple nails and then leave. Now, if it's a day away, you would think, okay, let's devote one day to getting this done and over with. But they would just come one day a week and only stay for an hour or two hours and that's it. Um, but in the meantime, we're having to look at the messes that they're leaving, uh, the scraps that they're not picking up and taking with them, the scrap materials, um, their ladder has been in our yard for two months um you know so the mess it just piles up and piles up and just continues to be there and then when they do come they just litter the property with cigarette butts um uh, their drink containers uh, rags paper towels and they don't clean it up and take it with them so they have no respect for the property whatsoever so, and also we've had, um, we had jealousy doors and one of the things that we wanted to do was replace the storm door as, as well as build the screen enclosure. And the old, uh, storm door was a jealousy door with glass slates in these, uh, that you can move up and down, close them or open them. Well, they broke a couple of them and then they just left the broken glass like on the porch. So if I would have went out there with bare feet, it would have been cut. So we were cleaning all that up after they were there. And, um, so, you know, every time they come just for one or two hours, we're having to clean up. And I didn't sign a contract saying I would have to clean up after these people, right? I mean, they should just do it as a courtesy to the customer, right? But they don't. So I'm getting like out of my mind now because I'm tired of spending 15 or half, 15 minutes or half an hour cleaning after these people are just there for an hour or two hours and the job's still not done, right? So here we go with another email. Hi, John. That's to John Soper, Plum Creek Renovations and Electric. 
Just wanted to check in about this project since we are nearing exactly two months that this project has been going on and not finished yet. And I sent this June 2nd. <clears throat> so I wanted to list the things that need to be fixed. And so here's number one. There are posts facing the driveway that have cracks running down them and need to be fixed. Photo attached below. There is a hole in a wood post at the entrance that needs to be fixed. Photo attached below. There is a knee wall panel inside the porch that is separated and needs to be fixed. Photo attached below. In the next couple of days, rain or shine, the mess that has been in the yard for two months need to be cleaned up. Our yard is not a junkyard. Photos attached below. The storm door still needs to be installed and could be installed rain or shine. Just to let you know, the neighbors keep asking why the project isn't done yet. I wouldn't count on them for any business when they see that a project that was supposed to take four days is now at two months and not complete. So then he answers, we will address all these issues. Well, they're not yet. And we found one other issue. When it rains, where the roof meets the house on the right side rain comes down in between the roof and the house so my husband sent them a picture saying that that also needs fixed well none of this stuff was addressed they did come and put in the storm door but then they said well you guys have to be there because we have to put on the cylinder uh, of the storm door which makes sense because they can't where the space where the front door is, they can't fit in there and try to put put the uh, cylinder in. So, <clears throat> um, so I guess that makes sense. Although I don't know why they didn't put the cylinder in before they put the storm door in. But, uh, you know, what do I know about construction, right? So, that was June 2nd's email. And then, let's see. After that... Uh, oh, then another incident occurred when they did show up for like one or two hours. Now, all of a sudden, they said back in April 29th, they were a day away. They have been certainly there for more than eight hours at this time, just one or two hours at a time. But <clears throat> it, they weren't just a day away. If If it was, then they'd be done by now because they certainly have been here eight hours over the month of May and into June. So, uh, one time, Tim, the lead contractor, left a piece of equipment in, here in our yard. It's a big thing. I guess it folds aluminum or something like that. He didn't ask our permission to just leave it in the middle of the yard. Uh, he could have asked and we could have told him, yeah, as long as you put it out of the way somewhere. <clears throat> but he didn't. He just plopped it down. So, I moved it to a place I preferred. Well, the next day, he yelled at my husband about it being moved. And that's not right. You don't treat your customers like that, you know. It's like you didn't ask our permission, first of all. And I would have told you, you could put it over there. Just don't leave it out in the middle of the yard where people could trip over it. And then he's going to yell at my husband because we moved it. Crazy. I mean, it's just, it's just nutso. So I kind of lost my mind after that. And I sent a email. <clears throat> June 22nd to, again, John Soper, Plum Creek Renovations and Electric. 
My patience has been exhausted. I am tired of cleaning up and fixing broken items because of your crew. I am taking $100 off of of the balance owed for my time having to clean up i.e. trash, cigarette butts, scraps, and things strewn about in a haphazard way. Their ladder has been laying in my yard for over two months. Uh, Just now, I had to fix my deck box because the shelf inside was laying at the bottom of the deck box. So, uh, I kind of lost my mind after that. I said... If this crew is not done by June 28th, the entire project and fixing the things that I mentioned in the prior email and what my husband mentioned to them, which was the leaking between the roof and the house, I will start taking $100 off a week off the balance owed that is pro- that this project is not finished and mistakes not fixed after June 28th. I do like how this project is turning out, and I do. I mean, we, we it looks nice except for the little... Um, errors that I uh, pointed out in the last email but otherwise yes we do like it we don't know if it's constructed right we're not constructors so we don't know but so far we like how the project's turning out and I continue but I can't take putting up with this crew the time constraints they seem to have and their sloppiness anymore he responds when can I expect the final payment in full They have about 30 minutes left, which would be done if your husband didn't set off a bug bomb that forced them to leave. (laughs) So what happened there was I, we have sort of a flea infestation, I guess. So we set off a bug bomb in the house. We didn't think it was going to affect them outside. And not only that, we didn't know they were going to be there that day since they just pop up whenever they feel the need to pop up. So... He says, I'll be happy to clean up and move on. I'm glad you're happy with the result. But we're still not done yet, right? So then I said, the balance will be provided 100 less, 1500 when job is complete and errors corrected. Nobody pays the full amount up front. You should know that in your business. Because we've, so far we play, paid close to two-thirds of the balance. So we only have the last... A little over a third left to pay them, but we're not going to pay them until all of this is straightened out. And then he says, I'm trying to be as patient as I can. You have no right to deduct from the contract. That's fantasy. I'll expect my full payment this week when the job is completed or I shall remove the porch for non-payment. I too am out of patience. So this is the, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with bullies and, you know, that's not going to fly with me. So I filed a complaint with the Pennsylvania Office of Attorney General, consumer complaint. And I also, that was last week. And then this week I filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. So that's, uh, that's all you can do because they're still not done. They didn't show up last week by June 28th. And so then there's other reviews as well. Um, this one is really a long one, but he also uh, filed a BBB complaint, and I think that um, I think that he answered that one because it's no longer there. So now, uh, but 
this guy says that he paid almost the full amount except for $500 and he said he wished that he wouldn't have done that. So then there was another review on BuildZoom. Let's see if I can get this up. Um, yeah, it's uh, Project Scope, Finished Basement. Oh, that was the... <laughs> this was the one that also put a review on... Home advisor and also filed a complaint with the BBB. Uh, another one. Let's see. I thought there was another one here. Uh, yeah. Kitchen renovation. The pros worked with us so we could customize cabinet choices and countertops. Uh, but the cons, uh, a project that the business owner initially told us would take six business days instead just shy of four weeks. And ended because he was fired by my partner's father, Project Unfinished. So they were going through pretty much the same thing. Um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, there was mistakes that, that they didn't uh, do correctly, etc., etc. And he also complains he filled our front porch with trash and left it that way for over two weeks, uh, blocking the upstairs neighbor's mailbox the entire time. On one occasion, entrance to our front door with a large countertop that was extra unneeded after we complained that he cannot block the door. It was left in our apartment for a week. So, they're, you know, they're used to doing this to customers. And if the customers don't say anything or don't file these complaints, they'll continue. And another thing, uh, they, you know, that's a possibility is that, you know, they might do this thing under this name and maybe next year they'll change to another business name and you'll never know that they caused all these problems. Now, this particular review that I just read from was October 12, 2018. So that was last year. <clears throat> but I'm surprised that there isn't more reviews. But there you have it. There's our story. And so there's a lot that we have to learn. So... Let's take a listen at the first video, The Biggest Mistakes When Hiring a Contractor and Five Tips to Hire the Right One. This is Fox 11, Los Angeles. So let's take a listen. Uh, do you know the top two complaints with the Better Business Bureau target general and roofing contractors? Oh. Mm -hmm. Everyone's been burned by a contractor. Let's face the facts. All right. right? We have help on the way. Sean mm -hmm. King is here. Sean is the best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to Hiring the Right Contractor. And we're going to First of all, good to see you. Thanks uh, for having me. You have three things that are so important to begin with. So let's go through them, okay? The number one mistake people make is... Today, you need to pre-screen your contractor. With the technology available to us, jump online. Check them out at Angie's List, BBB, Google, and Yelp. But you need to pay special attention to how they handle and resolve any of their complaints. So, so when things are going well, you can't judge it. It's well, that, when, when everything's going great, everyone's a great guy. It's yeah, when the chips sure, are down, that's sure. when you know who you're doing business okay, with. Okay, so everybody is going to show up somewhere. And if they don't show up somewhere online... Huge red flag. Okay. Huge red flag. So you can find them. That's you can important. find more than you even want to know about some of these guys. Okay. All right, the next one is... Uh, Get it, remember you used to say this about relationships, Liz. Get yeah. it in life. 
Get it in writing. Did, right? Mm -hmm hugely important. You need to get it in writing right from the start. That way if there's an issue down the line, whether it's a legal issue or something else, you'll be prepared. You need to have your case to present if there is an issue. Hey, what does that mean, get it in writing? Get like, I'm going to fix your door for blah, blah, You need blah, an extremely detailed contract. Very wordy. You want to get involved, don't just accept their template. Crack out the red marker and say, I've got to change that, i got to add this. If they're not willing to accommodate you, Move on to the next candidate. Okay. Maybe yeah. most important is getting ahead of your payment schedule, and this is where a lot of people blow it. It's the most common mistake we find. You need to establish a specific payment schedule prior to starting the job, but as the homeowner, it's up to you to stick to it. As soon as you get ahead on payments, all bets are off. You've lost any control or leverage you may have had. He's not going to determine when or even if your project gets completed. You give him all the money, Steve, if, he's not if, if coming back. If you pay him in front, he's got the money in the pocket, so he might be doing other jobs. That's exactly where he is. He's yeah, running around picking sense. up checks. That's so common sense. Really, that's common sense. So they run this by it. Well, I need the money for materials. For the materials, huge red flag. If they cannot afford to fund your project, they have no business bidding your project. That is my mantra. Okay, so okay. you don't give them a dollar. Correct. We don't take a dime until 100% job completion in my company. Right. Not one dollar. Not a dime. Until not a dime. Really? But there's some different ways to do it, though. You can maybe give 50%. Correct. Uh, there right. are different ways 10%. to do it, for sure. Here's the thing. What? You've got to get involved in the payment structure. If they say, hey, I like half down up front, and then I need 30 or 40% when I get started, and then 20% when Forget I'm done. That. You can't give them 80% of the money. He hasn't done anything yet. So as Steve mentioned, give them 10% down. Make small stage payments. Here's the key. You need to maintain at least 50% of the project money back until it's 100% completed. All right, what else? That, now, what, okay. what other tips do you have here? The re friend referral. That's the best place to start your contractor search, is with a friend, someone you know and trust. If they had a positive experience, odds are you're going to have a positive experience. Word of mouth is huge in construction. All right, but there's always going to be something wrong, right? I mean, no one's going to be 100. No hey, yeah, that was great. He did everything 100. Here's the thing. You need to reach out to some of their previous customers. Find out if they were happy All with right. the process. Do they love the finished product? Here's the million-dollar question. Would they hire him again? If they don't immediately say yes, you need to move on to the next candidate. Would they hire So reach out again? and talk to people. That's right. very important. Now, today. a lot of people will show you a photograph of their work. That's not enough? Not near enough, Steve. Here's the thing. You need to actually jump online and check them out at the California State Contractors Board. You need to know that they are properly licensed and insured to perform whatever work you need to have done. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You hire the wrong guy. Not only can it cost you tens of thousands of dollars, you can actually lose your home. Okay. A family back east yeah. actually hired a contractor to put a roof on. He was not properly insured to do roofing work. Unfortunately, he still took the job, and one of his workers tragically fell and died. His widow then sued the contractor and the homeowner. They lost their home to the widow in the settlement. That's crazy. That is crazy. So how do you, how do you guarantee yeah. that they have the insurance? The State Contractors Board here in California, you, you, can, you jump online onto the website, and it, you can see exactly what they're covered for, exactly what type of insurance they have. Critical information. Do they give you a number or something? There is. Something? They'll tell you who their actual carrier is or their agent is. And, and you're better off not just trusting the site. Make a phone call and say, hey, is their insurance up to snuff? Maybe it was when the site was last updated. Do you but want now to go see their work? When you reach out to some of those previous customers, yeah. those that say they would hire them again, then it's a great time to ask, hey, would you mind if I swung by and took okay. a peek? I'm also doing that. And we kitchen. mentioned the payment structure. Be smart about the payment structure. So let's and don't let them bully you because they do have a tendency. They do. They come in and say, Not here's. I've ever been bullied. <laughs> not me. They'll, they'll tell you, this is how I do it. Well, it may be how they yeah. do it, but it's not how you do it. All right. All right. There's a payment structure. You're saying 50% down. You even recommend going lower if you can, right? That's, that's the bad structure. Okay. You want to go with a much better structure, which well, I think is going to be the next slide, 10% down. Yes. Small progress payments yes. and hold back that half until the end. Yes. It's the only Got way you maintain it. 
any control. And voice your concerns. At the first sign that your products go sideways, you need to speak up, let them know your concerns, and that he needs to address them immediately. Because sitting quietly by, kind of hoping it'll work itself out in the end, is not a plan. This is your castle. Mm -hmm. You need Don't to protect nice. it. Don't be yeah, nice. This is worry. not about being nice. All right, let's review your tips for hiring the right contractor. Here they are. Oh, I feel so much better. Referral from friends, reach out to previous customers, require proof, set a payment schedule, and voice your concerns. Don't be afraid to say, hey, listen, this tile right here is chipped. Correct. Can we replace you that? need to speak up and let them know. Ultimate, Don't let them run you over. The ultimate guide to hiring the right contractor. We have these tips, by the way, on our website. Sean, pleasure. Great Sean. to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so I hope that's a little more helpful for anybody who's going to hire a contractor because, you know, the payment structure is key. And luckily, we did hold out uh, some. My husband kept saying, well, maybe we should pay them the whole amount and that's how they'll get. And I said, nobody pays the whole amount because that doesn't give them any incentive to come back. And it's probably such a low amount, it's probably not even <laughs> having them come back anyways. But at least we can use that money to pay somebody else to finish it if we need to do that too. So, all right. So let's go on to the BBB's seven tips for hiring a contractor. Let's take a listen. Hi, I'm Sheree Hinton with the Better Business Bureau with tips for hiring a contractor. If you're thinking about improving your home or making repairs, you probably need to hire a contractor. Hiring someone to do the work doesn't have to be scary. There are lots of good, honest contractors who can do the work to your satisfaction. The Better Business Bureau can help you find a trustworthy contractor. We also have seven tips that can help you with the hiring process. Of course, you can always ask your friends for recommendations. It's also good to ask any contractor for the names of customers you can call. Any reliable contractor should be willing to provide names and numbers of satisfied customers, but the BBB can also help. BBB business reviews include a rating based on 16 factors, including the firm's time in business, number of complaints, and how they've been resolved. The ratings range from A plus to F, just like grades in school, and F is the lowest grade the BBB gives to any company. BBB reviews are available 24 hours a day at www.bbb.org or you may call 314-645-3300 during business hours to talk to a customer service specialist. If you want to get information from one or more BBB accredited businesses, you can also use the BBB's request a quote service to find a contractor in your area. These businesses have pledged to comply with BBB standards, such as advertising honestly, honoring promises, and responding to customer complaints. The BBB has seven tips for hiring contractors. First, ask at least three companies for bids based on the same requirements. Discuss the bids in detail with each contractor and ask them about variations in pricing. The lowest bid may not be the best. Tip number two. Ask about the company's insurance. Does it carry workman's compensation, property damage, and liability insurance? Ask for proof of insurance or for the name of an agent so that you can call to verify the coverage. Tip number three, ask whether the contractor is licensed for the type of work you need. Does the firm meet the bonding requirements of your town, county, or state? Tip number four, 
Check with the local authorities to find out whether permits are needed. The contractor should be aware of any permits or inspections that may be required. Tip number five, ask the contractor to provide a lien waiver when the job is completed. A lien waiver is a statement that all suppliers and contractors have been paid for materials and labor. Tip number six, ask for a copy of the contract and read it. Get any verbal promises in writing. Make sure the contract includes the start date and expected completion date. Tip number seven, don't pay the entire amount due until the work is completed and you're satisfied. Be careful if a contractor wants to be paid in full upfront. In some cases, the contractor may need a down payment to cover materials, but the bulk of the money should not be due until the work is complete. And remember, the BBB is here to uphold high business standards. If you aren't satisfied or if the company isn't responsive, consider filing a BBB complaint at www.bbb.org. And that's what we certainly did. We filed a complaint with the BBB yesterday, and we got an email today saying that it was sent uh, to the company. Uh, we also filed a complaint through the Pennsylvania Office of Attorney General, the Consumer Complaint Division. So let's go on to our next video clip, uh, clearing up misconception of hiring a general contractor over a handyman. And this is from Handyman Answers. We might not be able to get through the entire clip, but uh, we'll listen to what uh, they have to say in the time remaining of the show. Hi, this is Flash from the Daily Drive. Um, today I want to clear up a misconception about hiring a general contractor um, versus hiring a handyman. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, are uh, under the um, understanding that hiring a general contractor is safer and better than hiring and using a handyman and they're correct in some instances. In some cases as long as the contract that they're hiring has the appropriate license for the job they can be um, safer and they can be um, better for them in their you know that prospective project. Um, a general contractor can file the permits for them, for example, releasing the homeowner for that type of a liability that they would accept under the terms of getting the permits themselves and using a handyman. But on the flip side, um, there are situations where a contractor legally cannot do handyman work. Um, and I'm gonna specifically talk about the state of California and I urge you to check the states, you know, check the state that you're in and check the laws and the contractor laws um, where you are, um, where you have your project or you're doing business. Um, but so in California, a general license, a general contractor carrying a B license, um, that general means that he has to do a minimum of two unrelated trades. Now, the only single trade he can do is framing. So he can do a framing job, um, but any other job that he, um, you know, that he does. So he can do framing or carpet in carpentry, okay? But, um, um, you know, but like uh, any other type of project that you would need done on your house, for example, for a handyman, you have, you know, different repairs and fix it things and fix this door and fix this window and do this 
to replace this outlet, this, you know, the electrical outlet. And you have all of these trades, which is fine if you have multiple things to be done. If you have unrelated trades now, and that does not count the carpentry, okay? So they have to have a do, do a two minimum unrelated trades, and they're not allowed to add in that framing or carpentry as one of those trades, okay? So they, for example, if they're doing a, um, a remodel job or an addition or something for you, it's going to fall in that because you're going to have the framing, which they can't count, and they're going to have electrical, they're going to have drywall, they're going to have painting, they're going to have plumbing, they're going to have all of these other things that make them legal to do this job. But if you call them out because you have a door that's sticking or you have a drawer that's sticking or you have an electrical outlet you want to change, the only way to get a licensed contractor to do these trades is to get a specific licensed contractor. So that contractor would have to carry a license for electrical, okay, a license for doors and windows. So, you know, there, there are specific licenses that allow you to get those contractors. The problem with having all of these different contractors is, you know, obviously it's not cost effective for anyone because now that electrician is going to charge more because that's all he's doing or that, you know. Um, so as far as cost effective, if you can find a handyman that you trust or a handyman that you've screened or, or you find a, a, a certified, you know, UHA certified handyman to do your job, then you're going to be better off in most cases because that handyman can do all of the things or they can do one thing or a general and most of the contractors you're going to run across they're general contractors okay so that's one of the things that you need to be specific about you need to ask them what license do they carry if they tell you in california if they tell you they carry a b license then that's a general license requiring them to do these multiple trades so um for them it's a 500 dollars fine if they get caught at this point um for you the liability is you've now hired a contractor to do work for you that isn't covered or backed by their license and they're not covered and backed by their insurance. So what's the point in hiring a general contractor if they don't have a license and they don't have insurance? There is no point. So you're better off hiring a handyman. Now, do you just get a handyman and accept that, okay, he's a handyman so he must be you know, professional and he must be trustworthy and all those things? Absolutely not. So, um, you know, the reason I started the UHA was because, for exactly that reason, because I wanted the handyman to be able to do these jobs still having the backing of an organization that's going to screen them, background them, you know, certify them, back them if there's a problem. Um, so we do all of that. And then if, you, they, if there's a problem and you, you know, some people are afraid, okay, if you hire an unlicensed contractor, they're going to, you know, they have no incentive. Maybe they'll take your money and run. Um, and that's why the UHA has that $5,000 backing. So if they take that money. Okay. So if you want, we were running out of time here. So if you want to hear more about this, you can go to YouTube. It's called Clearing Up uh, Misconceptions of Hiring a General Contractor Over Handyman. And it's by Handyman Answers. So, that'll do it for our show for this week. Again, if you have any 
ideas on any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have a product or service you would like to review, whether you have rave about it or it's a thumbs down, you can also contact me via email, uh, consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also at Facebook uh, at Consumer Review Report and Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. So this is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM internet radio i'm diane rebecca wishing everyone a safe and good week